when you listen to the show, if we are wrong or we don't know what we're talking about, that is perfectly fine. And you can correct us anywhere you want on Twitter, on Instagram, or on Facebook. You can find us at Not A Historian Podcast or at Not Historians. That's fine because we just jump on the internet, go to the library, talk to people, watch some interviews, and do the basic research we can just to show that two average Joes can do it. Exactly. We're not historians. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Well, maybe he walked around with jelly beans. That's what it is. Maybe he walked around with jelly I think beans so. I think he, and he was at the crime scene and stuff and be like, nah, see, nah, I got these jelly beans, see, nah. We're just two dudes that came up with an idea and we said we should know more about the everyday world around us, like why are beer bottles the shape they are. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression. Get ready to take notes, boys and girls. It's another edition of the Not Historians Podcast, with your hosts, Desmond Dunn and Shalom Agalada. Non eloquimer magna sed moose. Okay. We did not preach great things. We live them. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't speak Latin. I don't speak Spanish. So I have no idea what the hell that means. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it means exactly what it says. We YOLO? Not quite YOLO. We don't preach great things. We live them. It's kind of a, another way of saying those who can do and those who can't teach. But also say, it also says le- less saying, more doing. Isn't that like a car rental? Uh... No, I think that's almost the Home Depot. Oh, that's right. That's, that's the Home Depot. I couldn't remember whose ad it was from. I was like... No, that's in somebody's commercial. That's where they got it from. I mean, that's right. You drive, you drive cars from Home Depot. What? Well, I don't know. I, I thought it was. A, I was thinking in my head what the ad looked like, and for some reason, it was a car ad. Like, Hertz. oh yeah, this probably maybe it was the colors. It, it might have been the colors. Yeah, I don't know. I get confused easy. Hey, whatever you, whatever floats which, your boat. Which is a good segue to this next part, <laughs> right? Called corrections. Mm. You may you may be a stranger to this because we are. We we <laughs> we've done this maybe three times in the show. Usually, yeah. we don't have a whole lot of corrections. I think because. We're discovering little bits of history that people usually don't know off the top of their head, so no one double checks us too hard, I feel like, is the real answer here, because we're probably probably wrong a lot more than what we know. In fact, I'm going to go 100% we're more wrong than we know, because if we knew, we would have more corrections. Exactly. Uh, The first one is that uh, Alcatraz Bay is actually San Francisco Bay. It's Alcatraz Island, Alcatraz Prison, Alcatraz Prison. Oh, yeah, Alcatraz is a prison. Yeah, but it's on that island, which is called Alcatraz Island, island which is in San Francisco Bay. Bay. There you go. So that, Also that, known as Alcatraz Bay. <laughs> yes, that's literally why. Like, I typed it in after I found out that it was in San Francisco Bay yeah. to see, and it still popped up. Well, I'm, and I'm not surprised. But hmm. it's one of those things. The other thing is, I believe there was a joke made about uh, you not knowing what it would be like to be a professional athlete. Oh. Oh yeah, and you were you were very taken aback with the fact that you would not know what being a professional athlete was like. And I was, I was, uh, I don't know what the what the right, uh, what, how how would you flip it? There we go. I was yeah. flipping about your incredulousness at wow. at being a, a non professional athlete. And then I remembered a very good, very uh, late nineties, early two thousand story. Oh man. Uh, kids, there were these things once called rollerblades. Yeah. They were like skates. Only but, better. But the wheels were all in a line. Yeah. And you rode them like ice blades. So, you know, ice skates. So they're rollerblades because it was like a blade made of rollers. 
It's all straightforward. Google it. Um, <laughs> my man Shalom here skates. Oh, yeah. I do not. We've learned this over multiple childhood's birthday parties. Man. I hate skating. Uh, when I was a kid, I hated skating. So it's just, yeah. it makes sense. It's not mine. Uh, but Shalom is a still, I would say, a solid, fluent skater. Well, I appreciate that. Fluent in skateology. Uh, yeah, I, as he would say. Skateology. We were going to ask him to be on the shirt. No. We don't even have the other shirts. God damn it. The guy is like, I feel like every time I go to get him, he's like, dude, my, my life is not not messed up. It's his work life. You know, he's like, yeah. somebody hacked your site. That was the first thing we had to fix. And then I text him. He's like, yeah, um, I'm doing this other film thing. And then we'll, I'm like, hey, I understand. Just promise me there will be shirts. That's all. I, I trust you. I talk to you. I read your reviews. Just promise me there will be shirts. So this is coming. Plus, uh, I'm trying to get the funds up to make sure shirts happen. Right. And we don't all die. Dude, I'm going to buy shirts. Uh, we're, we're going, if nothing else, we'll make them on Zazzle ourselves. Yeah. And you can all buy them and we don't make the money and who cares. We get, we get the advertising at the beginning. So right. you lucky few. But the point is that Shalom is an excellent skater. And he's always been an excellent skater as far as I know. And at one point, he was in fact... I'm going to term it a professional rollerblader because you were sponsored. That is true. I was sponsored for a couple of years. So, yeah. uh, now, did you have to wear a fanny pack? Not when you, a fanny pack. I feel like they are not mutually exclusive. I mean, no, I didn't wear a fanny pack at all. I did have to wear a helmet and some um, elbow guards and knee pads. Now, was that yeah. because you were, your sponsors were the... Can you tell us who your sponsors were? Or no. uh, were your sponsors the, the elbow pad and helmet company? Oh, no, my sponsors bought the elbow pad and... Or the elbow pads and... Uh, Knee guards. Now, did you just get a box of them? No, no, I just got a few of them. And so, anytime I needed gear, they would, I would go to them and say, hey, I need some gear. This, Yeah, that, yeah, no, uh, I mean, I've never but been professional, but I've been in, sponsored. I was sponsored by an act, uh, by like a, a local restaurant chain. Like a local oh, okay, okay, chain. okay. So, I mean, it wasn't like like Home Depot came in and said, Shalom, we're going to sponsor you. No, no, I just meant like, but, you, know, you know, like if uh, the, the bearings companies came in and or the wheels companies, or the skate companies, or no, the pad no. company. Because like when I played soccer, like I, it was pretty much the same thing. Like local sporting goods yeah. chains that are no longer around. Mm-hmm. You know, like would look at like younger athletes. Yeah. And they would come and they would be like, "Hey, if you you want to get like a dozen balls, come here and we'll we'll yeah. hook you up with balls. Or if you need a bunch of shorts or socks or pads, or, there you go. And it's a similar it's a similar thing there as well. Yeah. So I, I used I used to do that, and then in college, you know, they just. They have them, but you still get sponsors because we yeah. were not we were a club team because NCAA. This is this is we're going on a little tangent here, but interesting facts, still history, kind of. Uh, NCAA has a rule that colleges that are eligible have to have equal num- numbers of women's and men's teams. Hmm. So if you have five men's teams, you have to have five women's teams. So you have to pick what sports, and because they don't have like men's volleyball, right? Uh, your soccer team is a club team. Yeah. And lacrosse team is a club team. So when I went to college, I technically played college level, but I had to play against other clubs. So mm. I played in the Big 12. I played soccer, but yeah. not for my school, technically. <laughs> technically, it was more than rec league, less than school, like collegiate. Got you. So it was like it's club level, uh, college club level, because we didn't have a school team. Mm-hmm. So that that I I played I think a total of six games. <laughs> hey man, but that's six games you were out there. Uh yeah, no, it was soccer's it was a good. hell of a sport though, man. It was good. Uh, you know, it just wasn't where I was gonna go. Yeah, no, anyway, I, I mean, obviously rollerblading isn't your I mean, profession now. Are no. there still professional rollerbladers? Do you still go on YouTube and relive the glory days like you type? I mean, I haven't. You know, I, I haven't done any of that. 
Uh, but I do when I whenever we go to to like birthday parties or kid birthday parties that at the skating rink, I'll throw on. I mean, I can definitely handle my own on some regular skates, some roller skates. But my preference is the rollerblades, you know, with the A back threes. Actually, I think they're up to A back like seven or eight now. Which, been, man. I mean, it's crazy. I only know because I used to help people. I'm not a skater and any. Yeah. Never could skate. Um, skateboard even skateboarding was love big skateboarding. with your kids. Yeah. And I, I couldn't do it, but I could build those motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> like, Seriously, like, and that's just talent in itself. Yeah. So I like at school, people would bring their boards in. Like, I change out like risers and pads yeah. and. Uh, hold, hold on, try time out for just yeah. a second. Did you bring this damn? Television iPad right here that you have yeah. again. This is the iPad Super Six, right? Yeah, I mean, I've been using this. I mean, this literally is like, for months. This is like a big screen TV. You're walking around with a big screen TV and you're using it as a tablet. Are you serious? I've been using it literally for months. Helen Keller could see on that damn thing. Yes, she could. That's why. That's why they needed them. If time travel ever comes back, we'll send her one. That's <laughs> all right. So today's show is about you guessed it. Gift horses? Random phrases. That's gift correct. Horses. Yeah, gift horses. Uh, sorry, let me ask you a question, Desmond. When was when was the last time, or rather, have you ever been told, never look a gift horse in the mouth? I'm sure I've heard it like a billion times because I know the phrase. Yeah. It's a phrase. Well, me too. Do you know what it means? Uh, I could guess, but I don't know. I, I mean, I grew up around horses, uh huh. so I could take a, a pretty good stab at it, I feel like. So I feel like the horses aren't going to tell you what that means. Well, I mean, but if you grow up around horses, you know that horses' teeth are kind of really important. Like hooves and, and hooves and teeth are like yeah. things. Uh, ears, uh, depending, it just depends on where you, the horse is coming from or what you're going to use it for or whatever. Yeah. But a horse's teeth can tell you a lot about its health and age and yeah. other things. Like, um, so I'm guessing that since it's a gift, that if somebody gives you something, you shouldn't judge the quality of it. Yeah, it's and, it's uh, it's. Don't question the value of a gift. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. See, that's what. Uh, that's kind of where I would think. I'm not exactly that, but yeah. that's just based on the fact that we had horses. Okay. Well, you know, you had horses. I had gifts. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much how it worked. It was a non-functioning farm that also had horses. Isn't that a ranch? Uh, technically, I guess at okay. that point, but they, I still had to drive the damn tractor. So. Um, oh, okay. All right. Um, that was that was a. Uh, that was my agricultural knowledge for the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, agricultural knowledge for the day. Yeah. Well, hey. I mean, it is what mad. it is, right? Can't be mad. I don't know everything about it. Look, I, I still own some of that land. Uh-huh. Technically, he grows sunflowers <laughs> and is outside the city limits, so I do not have to mow it. Nice. <laughs> so I'm happy. Mm. Uh, and the only other thing is, there's a combine company that that, that parks. Old combines there. Oh. And they give me like fifty dollars. <laughs> well, you know, I don't question it. Like seriously, I don't I don't care because it keeps people off of it. Otherwise people drive all through it and go drinking and shooting. I mean that sounds random and awesome dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I mean definitely fun. And also something like we should, we could do at some point in time. But so do you remember the the first time you were introduced to the phrase? I know I'm setting myself up for another rich kid joke, but No, I don't I I mean uh, I don't think so. I no. no, I don't remember at all. So I have an avid memory of when I first was introduced to the phrase. Was it when you got your gift horse? <laughs> yeah, why well, was they brought it in? And I was like, wait a minute. I've heard a story about Trojans and horses and Greeks bearing <laughs> false gifts. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. I'm glad you added the Greeks part because I was really worried. <laughs> there's like a donkey show that you had caught. <laughs> no, man, no donkey shows. It's like there was a horse and some Trojans. It's like, whoa, whoa. 
Whoa. <laughs> you took that completely left field, man. That's going somewhere oh. I can't go. Like the land of no return. Yeah. Alright, no. Uh, my mom was big on us celebrating our birthdays with all of our friends. And that way we I, you know, we could just have a good time. Now that could be a lot of um that could be a lot of people to feed when you have like 10, 15 okay. kids. You don't cook the horse. Just okay. We're, we're talking about, we're not going to cook the horse. I've okay. Heard the horse, I just want to. I mean, horse meat I, isn't, isn't that bad from what I understand. Yeah, I just, I don't think I can get behind that. I mean, yeah, we eat all kinds of random meat. I, we do, and I have, but not a horse. I mean, might be something to check off the list. Hey, man. Uh, you know, speaking of this, just to throw in another monkey wrench because you're leading this episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. We... we I wonder where the tradition of like horse meat would come from. I assume it's just available food. Well, yeah. So my understanding is when you were, yeah, available food. Because when you were on the okay. trail, something would happen. If something happened to your horse or rather you ran out of supply, you got to eat. Well, I, I, I'm the only reason I'm wondering is because these episodes are recorded in the past, obviously. Correct. Because, you know, it takes at least some time to edit them. Yes. But they're usually recorded weeks, if not months in the past. Because we tried to get them all lined up and nice for you guys. Absolutely. And it was recently 4th of July. Uh, yes, that's correct. And we roasted a pig. Okay. So I was just wondering, like, that's what made me think of it was like having that whole pig down in that pit. Yeah. Like, how big do you you have to cut up the horse? Well, I mean, I think you, you do a horse like you do an elephant, you know, one bite at a time. Well, not, maybe not one bite at a time. Well, that's how you section, eat it, but I'm saying, One okay. section at a time. Yeah, because you know? I was like, that, that this is a 60-pound pig, man, and we, we built I, a large enough pit for me to crawl in. Yeah, but I think you do it like you do the buffalo, like the Native Americans do the buffalo. You know, the no, that's true. Use that's every true. part of the buffalo, use every part of the horse, but do it over time, I think. I was just wondering, I, you said that, and I, I've been thinking about that damn pig all yeah. week because it was delicious. And, and then just, also, if you carry salt, you can cure the meat, and, and the meat can last a little. Right, and we, we, we smoke cure things. I mean, yeah. there, there's different ways, right? But brining, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, anyway, sorry, no, not no, you're, to knock you off track no, there because no, I was good. distracted by food and the fact that you might eat a horse. I mean, I would definitely, I, I'm not opposed to eating a horse. I mean, we've I'm ate, not. I think we've both ate goats. Yeah, That's, love goat meat. Goat meat is, I used to not like it, but goat meat is, is an impressive type of meat if it's cooked correctly. So, anyway, with that being said. You know, my mom, again, like I was saying, likes to celebrate your birthday. She wants it to be a big deal for you. And I enjoy that. And I, I know that. you do. As a kid, yeah, I know, right? As a kid, I had a lot of, a lot of friends. Like, yeah, a lot of friends to me is like 15, 20 friends. And they were Look all this in the guy with friends with an S. They were all in the neighborhood and whatnot. And so my mom said, well, we're going to invite your friends over. And she did something that irritated the hell out of me. She ordered pizza from Pizza Hut to feed everybody at the party. And I'm not talking about one or two pizzas. I mean, like, probably, like, 10 or 11 pizzas. That's for, that's a good call. It was a great call, except for I can't stand Pizza Hut. Papa John's is my pizza You worked at choice. Pizza Hut. I did. For, I, like, 40 years. I, I don't know if I would call it 40 years, but, yeah, I worked there for quite a while. But the thing is, I don't hate... I'm not opposed to Pizza Hut pizza, and I wasn't then either. It was more or less Papa John's was my preference. But then I, I mean, it's my favorite of the two chains. If I had, if I, had I, I don't disagree. Two chains. If I had an option, that's the one. I'm no, I, I, I agree. Also, if I had money and I was the one paying for it, Papa John's would have been the, the call. Right. That hence is the point. My mom angrily looked at me and, and said, "Boy, don't you ever look a gift horse in the mouth?" I mean, she said it so like that. So you remember it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's me, why I remember it. Let me ask you something. Okay. Did you get your ass beat? <laughs> 
<laughs> I still have my party. <laughs> okay. No, no, because yeah. I have a very you know what? I didn't I know when I learned the lesson, I don't know when I learned the same because my story is almost exactly similar. No. Uh-huh. So I had a birthday in my backyard. And my parents had we had my friends over, right? Yeah. And I don't remember how old I was, not very old, because my, my theme was Gilligan's Island. So like oh, I had God, a Gilligan's man. Island cake. It's the weirdest thing I've heard. Today. I loved Gilligan's Island when it was on TV. You don't come on in the morning before you went to school. So I used to like Marianne. Yeah, so and Ginger. they built a cake. It's flat cake, had a little island built on top just out of like leftover cake that they threw in painted brown. And they were like and they got like wow. a boat, you know, like a yeah. plastic boat and put it like it was the minnow on there and they had like a little palm tree hanging up. That was it. So we had my birthday party and uh our friend, I was I'll say ours, I don't know how close you guys are. Robbie was there. Yeah, okay. From Sandy Robbie. Bandits. Yeah. yeah, the band. He he was there. And we, we used to hang out all the time. And um, he bought me Ninja Turtles stuff because we were both super into Ninja Turtles. Cause, yeah. You know. I mean, it was the time. Yes. Yeah. It was Ninja Turtles time. Right. Uh, and he gave me something I had already got. Ah. Yeah. And so I was like, opening gifts, opening gifts. And I was like, I already got this. Yeah. Oh, my, my dad took me inside. Yeah. Took me in the bathroom, spanked me, right? Uh-huh. Worst part is, the bathroom window is the only only window on the back end of the house that opens up, and it was open. Oh. So, during my party, my friends can hear me like, no, daddy, I'm sorry, daddy, oh. no. It's getting... Oh, I wish we had the getting, recording of that. Getting laid <laughs> into. So, like, I walk oh. back outside, and, like, my cousins, yeah. Chris, John, uh, Eric, Robbie, they're all there, and they're just like... Looking at you like not wanting to make eye contact. It's like it's like the little kid version of like the shower scene in Oz when you come back out and they're like they know what happens, but they can't look at you in the eye. And you just like, no, none of y'all look at me. None of y'all. You ain't seen nothing. Ah, damn, that's hilarious. Anyway, so I had so, a very so hold similar. On a second. You you equated a story about learning life lessons like that to a story about ass rape. Are you serious? I'm saying the coming back, you have the same sense of shame at that age. No, That's the closest like... in my life I think I would ever come to that. I've like never experienced it. No, I'm not saying same. It's the closest I've come to that. If there's a, a yardstick and that's the 36 inch mark, I've only hit like 24. Why and it was are we getting talking my ass. about inches and prison rape? Are you serious? Why are you thinking about I'm talking about a measuring device for scaling oh, the amount of man. shame I had. Oh, and if 36 is don't drop the soap, I'm at like 24 and would get my ass beat at my Gilligan's Island party. Okay. Okay, I'll let you make it on that. I can I can kind of see the correlation oh, Jesus. there. I mean, wow, that was intense for a minute there. <clears throat> Between yeah. the horses and the Oz references, this episode has gone off the rails more than most. Right. All right. Well, uh, we both insulted each other <laughs> and apparently involved sexual relations with things that should not happen somehow. Yeah, no Forced joke. sexual relations in some case. Hey, man. There's, uh, uh, I don't know how willing the horse was at your party, so <laughs> I can't judge. <laughs> not judge. No judgment. Hey, well, you know. Uh, I don't even know if that's legal or illegal in the state because I've never had to look it up. Duly noted. <laughs> um, so it wasn't until later that day that my mom kind of explained to me what that phrase meant. You know, don't question the value of a gift, or better put, don't be ungrateful for a gift, you know? That, that is that's totally true, because uh, there's two things I think people should know about each of us right now. 
Okay. Shalom takes his birthday entirely too seriously. I, I don't feel like too seriously is the word. I don't know, no. no. Yeah. Seriously, like he, he every year, mm-hmm. now that even when we're in our 30s, Shalom months in advance. That's correct. Starts building a guest list. That's also correct. Now we know what we're going to eat. We eat it secure. It's a Japanese steakhouse, hibachi style yeah. that we have. Here in town. We are going to eat there. It's going to be about Epic. a dozen of us. Mm-hmm. It's going to be friends. And then there will be a party probably at his house, if not somewhere else, that will be themed. Uh, we've done, what, Halloween? Because your birthday's close, but not quite. Right. And, uh, we've done Nights of the Round Table. We have done Nights of the Round. Uh, I can't even think. We've, we've done, done leftover. Uh, we've done leftover Halloween, like you said. Yeah. Uh, we've done Casino Royale. Yeah. We've done um, All White Party. We did White Party. We've done, uh, what have we done? We've done like that. But, but, but my point being that, that Shalom is very seriously about his birthday party. Oh, yeah. Uh, great job. My birthday is usually a train wreck. We end up at a bowling alley drunk talking uh, about why we should have planned stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I am completely serious, and I think everyone that knows me will. I'm a serious gift giver. You are. Like, yeah. I do not, like... If you mention something, it goes into my catalog because mm-hmm. I have a memory. Like half of the intelligence people think I have is the fact that I have a really good memory. Yeah. Not for numbers. People say you have good intelligence? Yeah. Oh, right. okay. Just checking. So, just checking. The thing <laughs> being that I just remember things. So if we have a conversation, you're like showing me something. You're like, wouldn't this be cool if you had this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And then like two years from now, you may get it as a gift. Right. That's just how I roll. And like That's money true. is, uh, I wouldn't say no object, but I'm just as likely. To get you like this really cool keychain that you really liked in sixth grade, uh-huh. and then our friend gave you, and then you lost, and then I'll go find it and buy a copy of it off like eBay for five bucks, and then give it to you and like reduce somebody to tears as I am to go out and buy like a new guitar and be like, hey, you said you you've been wanting to get a new guitar, you didn't know I did. I went to the guitar center, I went and asked some friends of ours to play, I went and got some recommendations. Yeah. Boom, here's a guitar. I mean, I've given guitars for it just. It does to me. I like the. I like that I get to impact somebody directly. There's yeah. lots of the nice things, the smiling, the hand shaking, all that's cool. Right. I'm not really into that. I'm more into the the grander gesture of impacting somebody and being like, look, I do. I'm not very emotional as a friend, uh, as a person generally. Yeah, so, I'd say as a person, I agree. So it it's just one of those ways where it's like you know I do pay attention, I do care about you, I do. Because I don't need to say it like that's in my family. That's usually how it goes. Like yeah. you know, which but is anyway, true. Though. I mean, I so agree. being ungrateful, like, yeah, I can understand it because sometimes I put a lot of effort into what I'm doing, and you yeah. put a lot of effort into the party, and someone shows up, and I've seen this happen. You get upset. Yeah, because if you're not, so here's the thing with me, and, I, and this may make me seem like you know, damn it, I hate adding things that support your rich kid theme, but, <clears throat> and I don't want to sound like an elitist when I say this, but at the dinner. You know, I want to celebrate with the with my inner circle. And the idea behind the dinner is you celebrate the, the success that you've had throughout the year and the people who have helped you accomplish those successes or they've been there with you right. during that time frame. What I don't like is, and, and because I have a, a specific list that I, I, I edit throughout the year. Okay, this person, this person, this person. And I, and I don't rank people, but I do it based on my, it, it's kind of an emotional need. You know how many seats there are and you're They're like... Right. Okay, this person can't have a seat. This person can have a seat. Because I do the same thing. Yeah. Like when we try to, like, throw parties for you or throw parties for other people. I'm mm-hmm. like, look, we, my wife's birthday last year. Uh huh. We went to that room, the escape room. Yeah. It only holds a maximum number of people. Correct. It's not a ranking. It's just who's available, who can come, who do I feel would enjoy it, who can, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
So I understand. So you're saying so there's, you build a, there's a lot of that. And I build this list and I make changes throughout the year. My, my birthday is towards the end of the year. You know, so I've got time. And then what I'll do is I'll set up an event. I'll send out invitations to this. What I don't like is when people bring other people to my event and don't clear it to me first because I have a specific amount of seats and a specific amount of guests. What I've started doing in the latter years is I've started building in contingencies for a couple of additional people to just bring people in. Now, most people would think, well, either get over it or don't invite those folks at all. Right. But the thought process is if you don't invite those folks, you're also excluding them from a list. And and that's kind of a, a dick move in my opinion. You know, it is. I mean, not, not, not calling yeah. it a dick. It's just... Yeah, you got you got to be, but it goes back to what you're saying. The story, the moral of the story of "Don't look a gift horse in the mouth" is I'm inviting you to a nice dinner with friends or with people that I right. think you would benefit from meeting. Right. So don't just slap me in the face by bringing other by people. saying you're not. This is not a good enough selection. Exactly. Or my friends aren't good enough for. I understand that because I feel yeah. that way. Like, um, like I said, when we when we put things together, even. Mm. Even at our other friends' places, like the Reds and stuff, yeah. I'll get upset. Cause I'm like, I don't really want to invite people because, yeah, I'm paying for part of this, but I'm not. Right. You know, and then we get there, and then there's like 80 people, and I'm like, I could have invited two or three people, I guess. Yeah. And it's not and it's not the host that do it, obviously. Cause yeah, yeah, clearly not. But it's just like, who are these people to bring other people that don't think about it? I have that question a lot. And I think that, that's, a, that's good, a good that's a good example yeah. of the gift horse thing. Yeah. It is. And I know that you have an exp- you've had an experience, well, actually, a friend of ours had an experience one time where he bought he put a lot of thought into a gift. He bought um what was it? A keyboard stand for <laughs> for a girl or his girlfriend at the time. And that was me. Was, yeah, well, I was going to put out there but like yeah. that. But yeah, yeah, he he's put a lot of thought into the gift cuz she was playing keyboard like on the ground or something. Yeah. And he got her the gift and she wasn't really she was less than excited about the gift. Well, she didn't know. Um so it was a little bit different of a story. It was uh, more that she, I'm a jerk in a lot of ways. So like when I give gifts or when I do things, I kind of like to play. I'm doing this right now at work. Uh, our coordinator is retiring. So I've, she's going to be on vacation. So I plan to get all of her arrangements, all of her party, everything done while she's on vacation. It's a good idea. Right. Because I want her to think that I'm literally putting no time or effort into this. So, like, I've forgotten. Yeah. One, she doesn't want anything. So, I don't want her to feel like I'm overdoing it. Two, I just don't want to make a big deal of it f- yeah. for her because I know, I mean, you're retiring. You are you know you're leaving. It's right. not a secret. You know there's going to be a part of you. So, I don't need to go around, like, look at all I do. Look at all I do. I'm yeah. I'm so nice to you. I'm not doing that. Right. That's, that's no... a jerk thing to do, in my opinion. Yeah, that's kind of... Um... I, yeah, it is a jerk thing to do, and it's yeah, the I just, I just, do, it's I, not a gift thing. Yeah, I feel like that's it. Like if you're ta- if it, the thing that you're doing it for is the reason so that somebody thinks you're super nice, yeah, and great, I don't need that. Right. So I'm I'm doing it for her. So I'm like, look, it's no sweat off my back. I'm putting no time, no effort into this, mm-hmm. and it'll be there. And then you'll be like, oh, this, how did you put this together? It's like, just did it. I don't right because it's literally I am just doing it. It's not a big deal, which is cool. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I did that, but the thing you're talking about, I did the same sort of thing. I went in the morning, her sister let me in the house, I put the keyboard stand there because she, they, family had saved up, bought her a keyboard. She wanted to play at a church or whatever. Didn't have a stand though, and they didn't have a place. And she's like, well, I don't know how I'm going to do it. So I bought the stand. Yeah. So the day wore on and she was super mad about the fact that I had ignored her and all of her friends had done stuff and blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And, uh, we ended up breaking up. 
and then she got home at the end of the day, oh, <laughs> and there's a stand. Oh, I mean, I'm just I'm laughing because it's it's man. Oh. I mean, you're 16 years now or something. Yeah. I'm over that. Like, I mean, right? But I'm pretty sure she's over it with her kids and husband. And yeah, everything. So uh, no, no, no hate. No, I mean, yeah, I get it. I get it. So. I feel like we've talked about some ex- personal experiences right. with the or interactions with the phrase, but do you know where the phrase is origin? No, that's what I was wondering. I was like, man, that was, if the if we got to the experience, I mean, guess <laughs> about a horse's health, um, it's going to be a really crappy episode. No, uh, so who who came up with this? So the like a lot of phrases around that time, and I guess we'll find out as we cover them more in depthly. Um, as we go on, but the phrase's origin is unknown. But it's it, completely unknown. It's unknown. So, like, they don't have like a Greek tablet that somebody was like, "Don't be looking my gift horses." I mean, somebody was down there doing it in with Rosetta Stone. They were using the Rosetta Stone and stuff, etching it into some. Is that, is that part of the Rosetta Stone? Is that what it says specifically? No. Oh. No, no, that was that was my attempt at humor and sarcasm. Oh, I was just asking. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. Let me ask you this, because we're we're not historians here. What the hell's on the Rosetta Stone? You know, the Rosetta Stone was used as a as a, as a no, no. What's on it? What is? What are the words? I, you know, I don't. I yeah, don't that's. Know. A, I know no. that it translates yeah. the hieroglyphs to yeah. like Greek to whatever to uh, Latin, but it's a good question. That's, I, a, that's I, a really good question. <laughs> so now we have another episode to add to the. We we just keep stoking the fire. <laughs> the show will Got go on forever. forever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, so we don't know the origin of the, of the phrase, but we know that we, it first appeared in print in English in around, around 1546. Uh, the phrase was, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Is that how they phrased it? <clears throat> Is it? Is that how they phrased it? No, let me go back and read that to you again. Cause okay. it, was, it was more ridiculous than that. Uh, because you know, old English, no man ought look. A gooin horse in the mouth. So they're Swedish, huh? <laughs> I don't feel like that's the right accent, but we'll go with it. <laughs> no. Uh, so the, they, but they said, "Don't, don't do it." Right. And so there was a lot of proverbs that people had back in the day to tell you how to behave. Uh, I mean, a lot of them were taken from the Bible text and whatnot, or used to fuel Bible text. See, and that's the thing. Like, if I didn't, if I didn't know the Bible as mm-hmm. well as I do. I would feel like this came from the Bible. Right. But no, it didn't. No, I know. But I'm just saying you mentioned that. And I yeah. I, I feel like that's a phrase that I would. Thought uh, came from there. Right. Especially when you read it in that Thor Gunderson accent. I mean, no man ought look a gooing horse in the mouth. I mean, I, when I read that, that's I thought, good. wow, that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, golly, we should start every episode with that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, don't 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 take these episodes for granted. We'll take them away. We'll make a Patreon only. Right? <laughs> oh no, never. Yeah, no, I don't think so. But <clears throat> good idea. <laughs> good idea. He's like, no, I hate that, I, but it's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> that was me trying not to look a gift horse. <laughs> All right. Please. Oh man, well, we, we can't. We can't overlook our Patreon. No, absolutely uh, not. We're up we to four now, I think. Dude, that's four more than we have. No, hey, it pays for everything except for the software we use to record guests. Mm. 
which is monthly access because it also does post-production. It's called Zencaster. Check it out. Maybe they'll hear this and give me a month free uh, maybe. and break me off. Maybe. Probably bit, not. But it's really cool. Uh, Patreon's great. We had we just did a chat. We did. With Ray, mm-hmm. who's our number one patron. I say Correct. that because he is the highest paying one right now. And he has a chat. No, I mean, he pays for a chat. He gets yeah. he gets to email us when he wants. He, he gets updates about when the show's going on. He gets to participate in polls. Now, the other patrons get to participate in the polls and get little updates, but he gets like the full rundown. In fact, I think he had a list of uh, topics we were planning to do. Mm-hmm. You know, subject to change, your your mileage may vary. Sure. He also helped with an episode. Uh, he helped with an episode, which may or may not be out at this time. Right. Because oh, no, it's out already it, because it, it was out this out. week. Yeah. yeah. So it's out already. Uh, he also provided us. With material for a video that we're doing, which is awesome because it was something that we... This was the very first we should do an episode on this that yeah. we ever said on the air. <laughs> and uh, it was an episode he actually hadn't heard. And he went back and found it after yeah. he found the show and did it. So, big shout out to that guy. He gets a shout out every episode. That's not where why we jumped in there, but right, it but was a good plug. So, I, I ran with it. Shout anyway, out to you, Ray Walden. Anyway, you were saying that they, they invented this... Uh, yeah, so they phrase. So not only did they did they like we don't know where the phrase came from, like I stated earlier, but the um, a gentleman by the name of John Haywoods or Haywood, he had a dialogue, and this is where this the phrase came up. His his book, or rather, was a dialogue containing a number in effect of all the proverbs in the English tongue. And that's where we see the writing. We should get that book. I, I don't disagree with you. It seems like a very uh, in-depth book. Oh, and then also we we've seen the, this this um, text in text earlier in Latin, circa 400 A.D. in the Latin text of Saint Jerome, the letter to the Ephesians. So, so it is in it. It is in not the Bible, but it is in like some commentaries, I guess. Exactly, the letter to the Ephesians. Yeah. Uh, well, which, Ephesians is a. Is a book in the Bible. In the Bible, right. Okay. So that, well, I'm, I mean, I'm aware that Ephesians is a book in the Bible. <laughs> right. No, I'm, I'm agreeing asking, with I'm you. I'm asking you where, where... So this is in the Bible then? That, that's my understanding. Obviously, oh, so it I is mean, in the Bible. I mean, it, I didn't get a verse and, and chapter reference, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, that, that really surprises me because I would have thought, but... I mean, yeah, but here's the thing. It was... It's in text in Latin, circa 400 A.D., uh, Saint Jerome is the one who. Uh, oh, to a letter. It's well, it's a letter to Ephesians people. Right. Okay, Ephesus. It's not from the Bible because 400 AD is way late for. So that, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> no, no, no. You're good. So the Latin text is Noli equi dentis inspicere donati. Never inspect the teeth of a given horse. So why a horse's mouth? Yeah, why are you not? Why are you looking in the horse's mouth to begin with? You know, Tell I wondered me. that too because right. I personally don't walk around looking at horses in the mouth uh, or anyone in the mouth. Just saying, but yeah, you were correct when you alluded to this earlier. Uh, one of the ways to determine a horse's age and overall health is to check their teeth for gingivitis. Yeah, perhaps not gingivitis, but you can tell the age of a horse by the length of its teeth. Hence yeah. the derivative phrase "long in the tooth." Yeah, you look you look at a you look at a horse's mouth and you kind of you, you can tell by what they what they've been eating, how they've been cared for, yeah. how old they are. There's lots of stuff that goes on there because you do have to like horses don't clean their own teeth. Right. So and, and I mean it makes sense cuz where are they going to get a toothbrush? Right. Well, I mean they they do chew on things to, to to do that. But it just also lets you know like 
Right. You, you know what you're looking for when you see it. Like, if you see good horse teeth and bad horse teeth, there's a big difference. Well, right. And, and they get two sets of teeth, kind of like similar to how yeah. humans get teeth. You know, they've got their, their baby teeth, and then they've got their their mature teeth. Uh, I know there are some phrases for that, but, I mean, that's essentially what they are. Yeah, I don't I don't actually know the phrases. Like I said, it, it wasn't a real ranch. It wasn't like we were horse people group. Like 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 centaurs? Yeah, we weren't centaurs. You weren't centaurs? No. Oh, okay. Just just uh, yeah. I don't know. So Saint Jerome wrote this apparently, yeah. right? So in Latin, right? That's cool. Yeah. So, so you can you you can make a crude assessment of a horse's health by looking at the teeth or looking at their teeth as well. Now, again, it's not an exact science, but no. it'll give you it'll give you a history or an idea of. The, yeah, the, you know what you look like. I said, you know what you're looking at when you right. when you when you've seen enough horses and colts and old you know mares and stuff, you will look mm-hmm. and you can see like the difference in like a plow horse right. that's been cared for and you know it works hard, sure, but does it? And then like a like a stallion that's come in that's wild. Like they still they used to do like the bureau of land management would do these Mustang roundups, mm-hmm. and some of them would have really bad teeth. And you'd see it. Which is rough. Yeah. And now I think they just call them, which is horrible. Uh, but, you know, that's the thing. It's it's um, it's a technique that's been developed over the years. It's not, again, it's not an exact science, but yeah. it's getting better. Um, I mean, but the but the teeth thing, it makes sense. Like, I immediately, kind of, like I said, I think I'm an unfair advantage on this one. Yeah. I would have thought it came from the Bible or the Old West. And, you know, I don't think there's anything uh, wrong with that. But there's no oh, – in my research on this topic, I wasn't able to find an actual source. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying just, I, I mean, I don't think it's in the Bible. I'm pretty familiar with the Bible. And like you said, St. Jerome didn't write Ephesians? No, he didn't write Ephesians. So uh, we're, we're good there. It was, it was letters to the Ephesians. So I apologize. Right, no, no. But that's what – well, Paul's are letters to the Ephesians. <laughs> to the Ephesians. So they're right. just called Ephesians. But that's why Corinthians are letters to the Corinthians. Right. I'm not to get into all this. Uh, but, yeah, I thought it would have come from there or from, like, the Old West when they had, like, rental horses or community horses. So that was a thing, too. Um, the horses' horses' care was different, you know, based on the type of uh, job the horse did. Right, no. Yeah. They, they definitely – that's why I'm saying you know the difference between what a horse has done. You can yeah. even – most of the time, if you've been around horses, you check a hoof and you can check a you can check a mm-hmm. there and tell uh, the mouth and see. I mean, I'm not super. I haven't done it probably yeah twenty years, but well, so and that's an interesting point that you brought up. You could determine a horse's age by looking at the twelve front teeth. Yeah, uh, the teeth are called the incisors, the pincers, or the nip the nippers, the intermediates, and the corners. And um, I have no I, I dude. I just know that horse shows its teeth and you just go, okay. Like, like that's yeah. it. I, I had to. No, well, you can give them like, the yeah. horses like all kinds of things, fruit, yeah. vegetables and stuff. You, not like tomatoes. I wouldn't give them tomatoes, but you, you know. Give them, you can give them peanut butter. It's funny. That's also an awkward story, I feel like. No, it's just, oh, okay. they're, they're like dogs. They can't get it. Sort of, you look at their teeth. That's pretty hilarious. Apples. They love apples. Yeah. I know horses love apples and sugar. Sugar yeah. cubes. You sugar cubes. You put mm-hmm. them out there. Yeah. Salt licks. Salt put, licks. We put salt licks out. Mm-hmm. Well, so from what I, I found in my research as well, there are four major ways to estimate a horse's age by the oh. appearance of their teeth. You look at the occurrence of permanent teeth, um, the disappearance of cups, like cups. Yeah. Of yeah. Shape. When they're, when they're, when they're, when they're flatter, you are mm-hmm. rounded. 
They're older. Because they've been biting things yeah. down. Uh, the angle of incidence. So, I mean, that's like I have the teeth shifted mm-hmm. and the shape of the surface of the teeth. So, again, also another little bit. Yeah, the smoother. Generally, the rule is the smoother the teeth are, the older the horse. Yeah. The longer the teeth are, the, the older, older the, the horse. horse. The flatter the teeth are, the older the horse. And that's the three that I was always told. Well, and that brings up a really good point because I I also read that you can tell a horse is said to be past its peak if it's after age nine or ten. So people checking the teeth of a horse may not be such a bad idea, in my opinion, except for the, you know, the being rude part. Well, it's a gift. I mean, if you're getting a gift, the thing is horses can do a lot of things. I mean, like. Yeah, but I don't want a gift that's a liability. Well, I mean, but even even in older age, horses can carry. I mean, you can get a pack horse. Yeah. I mean, literally, it means you're not going to be carrying your stuff to town. You, the horse will. So you just that that's going to be your complaint. It's like, oh no, I can't race this horse. <laughs> right. Um, or it won't pull a plow. Or yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how many horses are gifted. I guess back then it would have been a lot. There are probably more horses than. Yeah, well, maybe because you could do it like they do uh, yams in in some African countries. You know, you in give, some, in some, <laughs> so you give you give yams, but um, as a, a bartering tool, and you could it could have been the horses were doing were done the same way. Sure, I mean, I'm sure horses were used as a medium of exchange at some point. But. Uh, yeah, yeah, but but the thing here in my mind is now that it kind of sticks up or sticks out is it may have actually been more work to look a gift horse in the mouth though. Than what you would have normally expected because you're checking for all kinds of things. Now, I yeah, think the, the phrase is. They probably knew. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure that people have been on farms or ranches longer than me to do a better job. Yeah. Than, well, but I think part of it is you don't want to just walk up. Like, somebody gives you this gift and, like, they gift you this horse and they're still there and you're just all in the horse's mouth trying to see how. Right. Well, I mean, my, my thing, that's my thing. It's like if somebody came up to you and goes, hey, man. Uh, I got this old iPhone I don't need. I noticed your phone's kind of broken. You want to take it? Yeah. Are you immediately going to be like, how much memory does this have? How much, you know, like, what apps are installed? Where do I... And that's a good question. My answer to that is I'm going to pick up... I'm going to take the phone and I'm going to throw it on the ground. You're going to take it and you'll be like, thank you very much. I'm glad... I'll put it in my pocket. You you say thank you. No. With an iPhone, I'm going to take this phone and throw it on the ground. Well, I mean... (laughs) I'm just kidding. At the very least, like, here's yeah. my thing with the horse and with the iPhone, is that at the very least, you say, thank you very much. I, I yeah. appreciate it. You can take it home and go to eBay. Right. Or horse Bay or whatever it is they get. Or Horse Bay. I don't think they have an eBay horses. In eBay you know equine. They have eBay autos. They don't have eBay equine. There are there are horse buying things. My wife wants a horse so bad. Yeah. But uh, it, listeners, if you're thinking about it, if you live in the city, don't, don't do buy it. a horse. Because here's the thing. You got to buy You got to buy a stock. And you got to yep. stall feet. And you got to have food. And you got feed fees. And then you got your tack. And your tack is going to be expensive. Mm. Cost you more than the damn horse. Mm. And then you got to find time to make it worth it. So you got to ride the damn thing. It's like owning a boat. And I'd rather own a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that. But uh, just don't do not do it. Even if you live in the city and you have land. Because we, we have this in town. You can drive down the highway and see people with horses. Yeah. It's fine. The horses have fun if you're in treat them like dogs and ride them every once in a while that's fine you know let them have free run and have their own barn and yeah like a dog house i'm saying not treat them like a dog like beat them because you shouldn't beat dogs i treat my dogs well so i was like where are you, you treat going a person like this? a dog is bad you treat another animal like a dog you say it's pretty good because dogs probably have it the best out of I was like, where that's a weird phrase we yeah. should look into that but like yeah. you treat like 
treat somebody like a dog horrible because they're a person. Right. But think about this. If you treat a coyote like a dog, that coyote is living large. I mean, that's true. So treat the horse. Probably going to eat your face. Treat the horse well. The horses are, horses are very smart creatures. Man. They are. Uh, they, they absolutely are. And they're... they're um, they're friendly most of the time. Once you, yeah, once you have, yeah, once yeah. I mean, that's why I say you check the. That's one of the things that you check for too. If you look, if you are looking for horses, you should check the horse's hair and the horse's ears, because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes horses they nip. The nippers that you're talking about, they nip. That's what they do, like dogs, kind yeah. of. Uh, so their ears, if their ears are real beat up, they've been kind of probably picked on or mm-hmm. had it rough or been out in the wild. You know, they, just different things you can tell by. And it means they may have not had enough food or wow. not enough space. So you gotta you gotta take all that as a full package. I see. So that's uh that's that's all. So again, you know, just kind of returning this to full circle on this thing, I think that it's really important to to be mindful. To not look gift horses in the mouth. I mean to definitely not look gift horses in the mouth. Um, understanding where the phrase came from. You know, and the and the reason why it's a phrase. So, as far as we know, it comes from. It comes from that written text, Saint Jerome. Right. Did, what Letter was, to the Ephesians. Now, I have a question on Saint Jerome. Okay, what about him? Uh, I'm not brought brought up in a tradition that has saints. Um. So Jerome is a saint of. You know, I don't know. Saint Saint Jerome. Let me let me. I'm a Google. I'm a Google. He was a historian. Was he? He was a historian. So was he the patron saint of? He translated most of the Bible into Latin, Hmm. and he had a lot of commentaries. Uh, I I don't know what he is. The the patron. What is he? The patron. He may not be a patron saint. Oh, yeah. Hey, check it out. Archaeologist, archivist. Bible scholars, librarians, libraries, school children, students, and translators. He's the patron saint of all of those? Of archaeologists, wow. students, librarians, uh, t- translators. So pretty much he's the patron saint of Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, that legit. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's cool. I, did, I, I, don't, I don't know what all the saints are for. So that's a that's fun a, fact there. That is a fun saints, fact. St. Jerome. So I'm glad we should we should never look gift horses in the mouth. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, just kind of to think about things when you're given a gift, even if it's not something you want. Okay, it's not something you want. Don't worry about it. You know, or it's not something that's best your your first choice. Somebody took the time to give you something. So I mean, that's and I, and I hope that my kids actually take this into consideration. You know, because you're not gonna like everything you're given. I mean, I don't. I haven't. Yeah, right. No, no one does. But honestly, uh, speak, speaking at a turn, probably. I don't think your kids have ever. I've never seen them do that. Oh, well, good. Well, that's great. Neither have I. So, I just hope that that is a trend that continues. They're they're, they're more impatient than they are ungrateful. I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> they didn't learn that from me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they are. They are very oh. much of the. Uh, are we going <laughs> right? Running in and out the door, and you're like, stop slamming the door. Right. Types. Then they'd be like, here's this. And they're like, what is it? You give your kids a sticker. And they're like, oh, my God. We got stickers. Yeah. It's like, oh. Um, Which I think is cool. It's not a thing. I'll no be, big deal. No I'll big be. deal. <laughs> I, I think, But I think it's good. I mean. No, it, it is. It, uh, so, our listeners out there, I would like to ask them two questions. I don't know. You can add. 
What, where did you hear the phrase? Because I honestly do not remember. So I'd like somebody to maybe say it. Maybe it was in a movie or it was a famous catchphrase. And caught yeah. it. And the second thing is, what is your story? Like Shalom and I have shared ours. Mm. What is your story of looking a gift horse in the mouth? Because we've all done it. Yeah. And I think that's why it's an important lesson to learn. It's a good one. I like that. I like that. Do you have anything to add to that? Uh, you know, no, I don't have anything to add. Um other than really just just get out there and read about some of these these phrases that are that are out there that have been used over time and we just don't really know the history on or just keep listening to the show because we're going to cover them anyway eventually yeah. I mean it's, at some point we're not we're not running away trying to just get all the phrases we are collecting them if you have a phrase Absolutely. that you would like to know the origin of or one that you do know the origin of and it's interesting send it to us because hey we're always on the lookout for more material than we need. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So this has been another iteration of the Not Historians Podcast. God damn it. I thought we were going to get by it. Oh, no. Absolutely not. I am Shalom. And I'm Desmond. And we'll see you next time. Sometime in the future. Or in the past. <laughs>